Welcome to the Impact Alumni Podcast. My name is Paul Clifford and I'm your host. I'm the president and CEO of the East Carolina Alumni Association. I produce this podcast at least monthly, although I've been on a little bit of a roll lately producing two so far this month. Uh, in March. Uh, the podcast exists to provide free and convenient professional development for alumni relations practitioners worldwide. And today I'm excited to welcome a, a colleague and friend from the University of Nebraska, Andy Washburn. Andy is the Director of Marketing and Operations there at the Nebraska Alumni Association. Andy, welcome to the podcast. Good morning. Thank you. Well, why don't we start on how you got into alumni relations as a profession? Oh, absolutely. It actually started from an internship. I was uh, working for the Omaha World Herald uh, while serving on the board of the, the Student Advisory Board for the College of Journalism, and our advisor to that board happened to be a, a staff member over at the Nebraska Alumni Association, and I had shared my frustration with her that I had tried internships at, at advertising agencies and uh, was was trying one in, in advertising sales in, in print media, and neither of those seemed like they were for me. They were... Uh, a little too cutthroat and a little too, uh, just not my cup of tea. So I decided uh, I wanted to find a, a career where I could be serving a greater good or be serving a mission instead of someone's uh, share price or uh, the, the profitability of, of a company. And an internship popped open at the Alumni Association uh, when they opened up their their publications to advertising sales for the first time. And they wanted an intern to kind of bring some advertising sales experience, a marketing background, and started from from there uh, as an intern. And after I graduated, uh, was was one of the first uh, staffers that was just dedicated to advertising and corporate relations and affinity partnerships uh, in the in the alumni world back in the late nineties. And now you've built that into the position that you're in today as the Director of Marketing and Operations. You know, Andy, a number of mo many alumni associations around the country would agree that the University of Nebraska's Alumni Association is uh, one of the best practices in, in the area that you specialize in, or at least have, have specialized in throughout your time at the Nebraska Alumni Association, and that's in sponsorships and corporate partnerships. Talk a little bit about your, your philosophy behind going after corporate partnerships and, and sponsorships and how you've grown that program. Well, you know, you, you, everybody's heard the old axiom of a win-win. What we look for is, is the, the triple win, where our, our association wins, the, the partner wins, and then our alumni as well uh, benefit from the program. And there's there's a lot of them that have been around the, the alumni world for uh, a long time that uh, fit that bill to a T. There's a lot of them that pop up and uh, maybe fit two of those three. And, and our, our philosophy has always been, uh, first of all, to protect the university, its partnerships, its relationships, then the, the brand of the association and uh, the, the privacy. The, uh, you know, we don't want to bombard our alumni with information or mailers or programs and, and uh, in Nebraska, we do have a bit of a luxury. A lot of people are knocking on our doors, so we can be quite picky and selective in 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 who we bring on as partners. It, it's not just about the the revenue to keep the lights on, though that is that is a piece of it. Uh, the bigger piece is is making sure that we're engaging our alumni with those programs and uh, getting them to to think about the university if they can save a little bit of money and add some value to our membership as well. Uh, that that's the icing on the cake. What we tend to avoid are the the programs where. Uh, you know, we all get bombarded by them where it's a, a an entity calling us up saying, it's no risk to the Alumni Association, just let us mail your members or put this on your website and we'll give you a percentage for whatever uh, what, whatever we end up selling. And, and that's a phenomenal model for the, the partner. It's, it's kind of a lousy model for the associations because 
uh, even though they say it's no risk, that is that is real estate in our publications or our website that we're we're giving away for free, and we're we're marketing a program for free under the hopes that it will resonate with our alumni, and and we'll see some revenue on the back end for that. Uh, and that's not necessarily matching with our philosophies. So uh, we've been fortunate; we got out ahead of the curve uh, in in the late '90s when when this was starting to pick up uh, in the heyday of the credit card agreements and right, whatnot. Right. Um, but uh, we're kind of in a, a good position here that a lot of folks will uh, send partnerships to Nebraska to be uh, kind of evaluated before they, they do them themselves. And, you know, we, we've, we've pulled back a little ourselves. Uh, you know, we, we were burnt by the world comes like everybody else was uh, in, in the early 2000s. We were, we were burnt a little bit in the last round of credit card negotiations with the market uh, nearly seizing up there. And so we've kind of taken a step back a little bit, and, you know, we are – we are extremely selective with who we partner with because if, if we do undertake a, a questionable partnership, no matter how lucrative it is, if it's one that uh, has the potential to upset alumni, you know, you lose that alumnus for life, and, and those are just risks that are, are, are tough for us to stomach. Absolutely. We're talking with Andy Washburn. Andy's the Director of Marketing Operations at the University of Nebraska Alumni Association, and you're listening to the Impact Alumni Podcast. Well, Andy, talk a little bit about... Um, you know, what our philosophy at East Carolina in terms of these partnerships is we want to have enough of these partnerships to help us provide the type of alumni association that East Carolina alumni deserve. And at the same time, the last thing we want our alumni thinking when they get something in the mail from us is what are they trying to sell me now? How do you guys achieve that balance? That is the, uh, the, the million dollar question right there. We absolutely agree with you. It's, uh, it's a, a, a difficult balance to, to teeter on the edge of. Uh, it's, it's kind of the, the, you know, six of one, half dozen of the other. Uh, one of my new responsibilities is also kind of overseeing our, our membership program as well, so I have that internal conflict uh, all the time. But really there's, there's no right answer there. Uh, you know, the, the membership is, it, it, it's our reason for existing. It's our, it's our uh, we are an association, we are a dues-based association, and without our members, uh, we would not function. So, of, of course, whenever we're looking at membership, uh, we are looking at uh, th- that being first and foremost. So, we, we don't want to we don't want to dilute the value of our membership uh, solicitations. We also don't want to dilute the value of our other marketing in terms of uh, attending events or programs when we go out on the road uh, or participating in a reunion or participating in any variety of the, the programs we offer. Th- those are those are priority. Uh, priorities one and one A for the association. How we try and balance it is we look really carefully at how all of our partners brand their pieces. Uh, we we aren't too keen on the the partners that uh, want to make something look entirely like an alumni association piece. You know there are some there are some insurance partners out there. There are some uh, some some partners in some other spaces where the only thing on the outside of the envelope is the alumni association's logo and it looks just like your your other pieces and. Uh, the letter that they put on the inside is, is on alumni letterhead. We try and, and work with the partners that will do so to make a distinction that uh, we are we are partners in this. You're not you're not using our brand to get in the door. You are co-branding with us to get in the door with our alumni, and, and our partners need to understand that uh, you know we want their logo on the outside of the envelope or uh, our logo and their logo, uh, but it needs to be clearly co-branded. And it needs to be something that doesn't have the exact same look and feel and brand. Uh, as our membership pieces are our programming pieces. So we try and draw a little bit of a line there that stuff from the association uh, directly looks looks one way and things from our partners uh, maybe look a, a little different. So there's 
there is some sort of a distinction when it arrives, and, and that goes back to branding and it comes back to uh, prioritizing pieces. But you're absolutely right; that's a it's a, a tough balance to uh, to maintain. And, and if I had the answers, you know, I'd I'd, I'd be a consultant on my own out there, uh, advising <laughs> all the associations of the world how to do it. Absolutely, Andy. I know um, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, the. Council of Alumni Membership and Marketing Professionals in a second, but um, having participated with that group in a previous life, I know that you guys do a session, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, and we may not have time for for the good and the bad right now, but give a give an ugly example of a maybe a sponsorship or a corporate partnership that went bad. And I, we're not, we don't really want to throw you guys under the bus, but but maybe how you dealt with it to to overcome that. Sure. Well, you know, I'll actually give you one that, that was, was good and bad and ugly all at the same time. You know, we, <laughs> we talk about the uh, <laughs> We talk about the student loan programs that were, that were around. You know, we were with Nelnet. Nelnet's a, a local Lincoln business uh, owned by an alumnus, so we were, we were very involved in Nelnet. Um, but that was a program that was one of those win-win-wins all the way around. The association got some nice revenue on it and was able to keep track of the addresses for our our. Uh, our, our young alumni, as they moved around the country and, and started with those first few jobs, uh, Nelnet was able to uh, uh, profit on the the program, and our alumni were were getting a tremendous service. We you know we've never had an affinity program where uh, where we were able to uh, get letters from our our members out there saying thank you so much for this program. I was able to save this much money, and I was able to buy a car sooner, or relocate sooner, or propose to my girlfriend sooner. And we you know we had folders and folders of those types of letters and. Unfortunately, with some of the the, the ambitious attorney generals and uh, the, the the political environment at the time, that was a program that went away, and, and we had quite a bit of uh, negative, uh, both political and uh, member feedback on people that maybe didn't understand the program and were just reading headlines in the paper. So, it's it's a it was a cautionary tale for us that no matter how good a a program is, all the way around. Uh, we need to stay limber and we need to stay uh, on our toes because you never know when uh, something's going to change that, that throws that program entirely on its head. So uh, we, we definitely have, have learned how to uh, how to navigate when, when there's damage control that needs to be done on a partnership. But, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things that uh, we would have never foreseen coming in. I don't think anybody foresaw that coming. There was something like 150 or 180 schools that were, partnered with with student loan consolidators when when that market started to turn absolutely and that that's a that is a perfect example of good bad and ugly and and really how we turned it around to good and and how our at least our part of the industry and alumni relations reacted immediately and swiftly to uh make things right for our alumni mm-hmm. now andy you're also involved as in addition to what you do at nebraska you're also the president of the college, or I'm sorry, the Council of Alumni Membership and Mar- Marketing Professionals, affectionately known as CAMP. Talk a little bit about that organization. You've been a leader in that organization now for many years. Uh, talk a little bit about that organization and, and what you all are about. Sure. Well, CAMP has been around 12 or 13 years, and it started uh, on the East Coast. I want to say it was either at William & Mary or, or NC State. I think it was at NC State, where a handful of, of people that really focused on Membership marketing uh, decided to get together and, and just sit down for a, a couple of days and, and, and share war stories. Uh, the alumni market and the alumni profession is like nothing else out there. As much as we want to be members of the American Marketing Association or our local ad federation or whatnot, uh, there, there's really nothing like university affinity uh, alumni relations. It, it's it's really difficult to uh, 
find any sort of experts out there that uh, there may be nonprofit experts, there may be uh, marketing experts, but you know when when the circles uh, are 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 aligned around passion of alumni and you know a, a four or five year experience on a campus, there's nothing really uh, else like it. And Case is a phenomenal organization. I've, I've been involved in Case. I've been a faculty member at, at, at their uh, their conferences before. But this this group that got together oh, 12 or 13 years ago really wanted to focus in on alumni membership and uh, and, and marketing. And and while Case provides that as a track, uh, and there are other organizations that that kind of uh, in, include all of higher education, but you know that that's that, that's definitely a piece of what they do. There was nothing dedicated to that. So these individuals got together, uh, shared some, some information, uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, war stories, commiserated, uh, what have you, and uh, every year they, they decided to, to uh, keep getting together. And I started uh, going to the conferences myself in about 2000, in 2000, I suppose. And uh, it, it's, a, it's a group where we, we sit down, we talk about affinity partnerships, we talk about sponsorships, we talk about our executive directors and their expectations for us. Um, we talk about. <laughs> that's why we're not allowed to go. <laughs> that, that's that's absolutely right. Uh, we're, we're we're talking about our bosses. We're talking about our organizations. You know the kind of questions you asked. Where where does membership fit into the, the the grand scheme of things? Where does how do you ba- make the balance in in marketing your corporate partners with with your membership? And the group has grown to uh, almost uh, 200 members. I think there's uh, well over 100 schools, universities. Uh, that are involved. It's, it's most of the Big East, the, the Big Ten, the ACC, the SEC, the Big 12, uh, the BCS conference for the most part. But then we also have dozens and dozens and dozens of schools that uh, are are the uh, what you would call these are the, mid, the mid-majors or uh, or whatnot. And you know those are those are all schools that bring unique perspectives. But at, at the end of the day, we're all we're all trying to accomplish the same things. And uh, the organization is twofold. We have a listserv that we we post uh, things that have worked for us. We we share. Uh, information on on vendors, you know that the the, the surprise one of the surprising things in the alumni business is that uh, vendors don't realize we talk to each other. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many times I've been called uh, by a peer that says, "Hey, we we just heard that uh, you're working with this company, and I've I've never heard of the company." So uh, it's it's one of those things where it's it's the listserv that we share information on. It's our annual conference, but for the most part, it's a network. Um, Camp has provided the opportunity where I can. Uh, get on the phone to nearly any any school in the country and ask a question about, hey, how did you handle uh, your last directory project, or how did, how did you handle um, your renewals when you're uh, when you were uh, coming off a directory project? Uh, you know, I, I can ask any question you would think of. Uh, you know, what do you think of this particular vendor? I know you've worked with them for a while. Hey, we're thinking of of doing a new database software, and I, I can usually get someone that I've I've shared war stories with or or sat down with at the conference on the phone that'll give me a a straight opinion, their their straight uh, ad- advice, and uh, I, I try and reciprocate the same when when other schools call me. So, you know, camp camp is is probably uh, my favorite. Uh, I, I would call it my favorite networking and professional advancement uh, a, a tool in, in higher education. And, and it's it's nice to have camp alumni out there now leading associations. I mean, you have Todd McCubbin out there and Derek Morgan and yourself and all, all sorts of people that have, uh, you know, formerly been involved in camp that are now uh, executive directors. Chris Vallejos is, an, is another example. So Absolutely. It, it's nice to be able to also, from, from my position, seek out those people as, as mentors and, and uh, whatnot on my own career. Absolutely. I, I attended my first camp conference, my first and only camp conference in 1997. 
it was at uh, Georgia Tech at the time, and, and you were right. It started off as just a group of people getting together, sharing war stories, and there were probably 35, maybe 40 people around the table at the most, and now it's grown into the into what it is, and it's successful because of why our alumni associations are successful. There was a there was a definite need, um, and we found a way to to fill that need to get professional development for the the specific niche of our. Um, of our industry of alumni relations, and so uh, you you are now the chair of that. You're the president of that organization. Um, you guys have your big conference coming up here in the next couple of months. What's your vision for the organization? I know you've incorporated. Um, it, it's really grown into just a group of people getting together to share war stories into something that um, the people are now committing budget and time and resources and really look forward to for their professional development. What's your vision for the organization? Well, you know, we're still a young organization. Uh, the the first generation of, of, of directors at camp uh, were, were the individuals that were in, involved from the get-go. You had uh, people like Mary Ruffin-Childs from South Carolina and Jody Kaplan, who was our, our first president. Uh, Joe Rank uh, was involved. Uh, Dave Roloff. These these were all people that, uh, you know, their vision for camp was was formalization and uh, setting us up as a as a, a, a quote real organization instead of just a, a loose knit uh, group of people. So. Uh, th- their vision and, and the first steps they took uh, when we were at UConn uh, a few years back was to begin the process to formalize the organization. We're now a, a chartered not-for-profit. Uh, we have a treasurer. We have uh, a, a, a little bit of a bankroll that we, we, we manage. Uh, but that was the first step. Uh, th- this next step has kind of been uh, it, moving camp from an East Coast organization to a nationwide organization. And, and there's another group out there uh, called the West Coast Marketing Group, and they're, they're phenomenal in, in what they do. Uh, they're they're a little more what what camp used to be in terms of uh, less less formalization of the program. There's there's more sitting around and and sharing their stories. Um, but they they bring a phenomenal perspective of of uh, mainly the Pac-10, uh, Pac-12 now, and, and the West Coast uh, to the table. And we've we've grown and, and we have a lot of attendance from the West Coast uh, at at our conferences now, and they're all active on the listserv. Uh, but our, our next step as an organization is to to truly take that that next step in programming. So you'll see uh, coming down the road, uh, probably not in the next year, but you know we're looking at we're looking at things like standardization. Um, you know, the, there's a CAE report every year that uh, reports numbers for uh, associations to be able to compare and benchmark against each other. What what campers have found is that it's really tough to compare apples to apples because everybody may be counting things a little differently. You know, what is what is a uh, what is a member? What is a, a paid member? Is that someone that, uh, you know, if it's paid by an endowment or it's a, a complimentary membership, um, you know, how are those things calculated? How are they standardized? So you'll see camp looking into that. You'll see camp um, really taking on uh, social media and emerging technologies and, and whatnot in terms of how we can use that to leverage mark, uh, uh, membership and, and market to our alumni. Um, you'll see uh, a whole lot of services coming down the pipe in terms of, uh, you know, better file sharing. Uh, maybe we're, we're even going to start looking into more than just the annual conference where it's a quarterly conference call on a on a hot topic or a burning issue or that sort of thing that, that people can call into or Skype into, that sort of thing. We're really looking at, at uh, getting through this year's conference and then taking the organization to the level of, of a, year-round, uh, a, a year-round entity as opposed to a uh, a listserv and, and, a, and a networking group that, that gets together once a year. So the, the organization is going to continue to evolve, and you know the, the the best thing I can say for my vision is is to keep the tenants that the organization was built on, 
uh, in terms of, of how we treat each other, how we how we uh, focus our policies directly on membership and marketing, uh, and stay away from other areas of, of alumni engagement just because that's not what we uh, specialize in as an organization. Um, you'll, you'll continue to see that evolution as as as, uh, as an organization to a to a year-round entity. Um, the thing is, with that, we're all extremely busy, and uh, you know we are a, a volunteer-run group. So it's it's one of those things where it's probably not moving as quickly as, as any of us would like it to. But uh, you know, with with Nebraska not in the in the basketball tournament, I have a little time to dedicate to it <laughs> uh, every year around March. Uh, but some of our other other peers that that work really hard on the group. Uh, you know, and, and I have to, I have to thank the, the tireless work of the, the board and the committee chairs. Uh, camp wouldn't happen without the work of the people that make it up. And uh, while the board is involved in, in some of the oversight, it, it's really the people of camp that, that make the decisions. And, and all the board does is keeps them running between the rails of, of what makes camp unique and what makes camp camp. Absolutely, Andy. Quickly, uh, as we wrap up the show here, share how people can find information about camp, whether it's a professional listening or maybe even a potential sponsor that might be listening to the show. Absolutely. All you have to do is check out camp.org, and that's C-A-M-M-P, two M's, dot org. Uh, there's information about the conference next summer. We're actually at Arizona State uh, in July, so bring your suntan lotion. Uh, but there's information about sponsors, the program, uh all, all the specifics on, on the event itself. Uh, one of the things we pride camp on is that we've never charged a registration fee. Uh, the first three attendees from any school that wants to attend uh, can do so for free. Just pay your own way out there and uh, pay for your own hotel room. There's there's no registration fee for attending camp. Uh, and if you're a sponsor and you want to, want to look to attend, there is no better place to track down the, the who's who of, of membership and marketing. If you're a if you're an affinity partner. Uh, if you're looking to break into the affinity business, learn about the affinity business. If you're someone that's a a, a vendor for, for, for mailings or telemarketing or any variety of products that resonates with the alumni market, all the information is, is there, and it's, it's a, a tremendous opportunity, not only during the, the designated time uh, that we have for our, our sponsors and for sessions, but the what we call the after-hours activities or the social activities. Uh, I've learned more sitting around a table uh, not listening to presenters, but you know, over a uh, over a, a set of appetizers and a glass of wine, I've learned more from my peers there than in, in any session I've ever attended. So uh, it, it's a, a tremendous organization uh, in terms of, of really understanding how uh, how people in our positions have to think, and uh, it, it's unique because there's really nobody else out there doing this. Well, Andy, you're doing some great work at the University of Nebraska Alumni Association, and you're certainly a leader in our profession uh, with all that you do with camp, and uh, I appreciate that all you're doing to advance the alumni relations profession. We're, we're having a lot of fun. Appreciate hearing that. Well, thanks for joining us today. Um, if you are uh, liking the podcast and you're listening to us, send us feedback. You can connect to the show at our website at alumnipodcast.com. You can also download other episodes of the podcast there, again, at alumnipodcast.com. Shoot me an email if you like what you hear or you want to hear me cover a different topic that's related to alumni relations. My email address is paul.clifford at alumnipodcast.com. You can also connect with us on Facebook or LinkedIn. Thanks for joining us today, and until next time, take care.